This is the Daily Lectionary Comments for October the 15th. We're going to look at Deuteronomy chapter 13, beginning at verse 1. How God might test his people and how we pass the test. And Matthew chapter 13, beginning at verse 1, Jesus says, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Who are those people? Deuteronomy chapter 13. Moses begins, If a prophet or a dreamer of dreams arises among you and gives you a sign or a wonder, and the sign or wonder that he tells you comes to pass, and if he says, Let us go after other gods which you have not known, and let us serve them, you shall not listen. Now let's point out something extraordinary. Number one, this is a false prophet. Yet he works signs and wonders. This passage doesn't say that he tricked the people. But he said, there's a sign or a wonder, and he tells you, and it comes to pass. So he utters a prophecy of the future, or he says he's going to do something miraculous, and he accomplishes it. Now, it says in uh, verse 3, don't follow him. The Lord your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Now, on the one hand, you say, God would test us that way, and the answer is yes, he might. He is not only testing you, but he has also given you the answer to the test. This is a person who comes working signs and wonders, miracles, but he also says, let us go after other gods. This is not unlike what Paul says, that if I or even an angel from heaven should come to you preaching a gospel different than the one I have preached to you, let him be accursed. Sort of Moses is saying a similar thing here. If somebody comes, no matter who it is, he doesn't say even if it was an angel, but he does say even if he works miracles and signs, if he's able to do that, understand that God may very well be testing you. Yet he has already given you the answer to this test so that you won't be deceived. The moment this man calls you to follow after other gods, you know that this is not a true prophet. Whatever else he does, he is not a true prophet. From a Christian point of view, it doesn't matter what miracles or wonders or how golden-tongued a person may be. If they do not confess that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, risen from the dead on the third day, the Savior of the world through his atoning death and his glorious resurrection, if they can't say that, then they're wrong. And I won't say that they might not say other things that prove that they are wrong, but we're just saying it doesn't matter what miracles are put in front of you. If this person calls you to run after other gods, then God is testing you, and you know the answer, do not follow him. It goes on. In verse 6 it says, If your brother, or your son, or your daughter, or your wife, or your friend, entices you secretly, saying, let us go and serve other gods. 
Verse 8, you shall not yield to him or listen to him. You shall not, your eyes shall not pity him, nor shall you spare him. Same thing. Remember what Jesus says, if you love your father, your mother, your wife, your children more than me, you are not worthy of me. So it's a very similar idea here. That no matter what it is, no matter who it is, no matter what they do or what their relationship with you, and no matter how deep your love for them is, you simply must not follow them when they say, let us go and run after other gods. Now, the language here is making it very simple. It is not very often that somebody is going to come and say, hey, let's go worship other gods. That's not what will happen. You have to know your own God if you are to know that the person who is enticing you is actually enticing you to try to run after another God. This is what makes it so treacherous for people who plop themselves in church but never learn well enough who Jesus is or what he did or what the one true God is actually all about. They are easy pickings because all they have to be done to them is promise them something shiny and make them think that you've got it and they will not realize that you are actually drawing them off to another God or to some other religion or to some other philosophy. So nobody is going to tell you, I'm leading you, let's go run after other gods. I'm leading you into the darkness. Nobody's going to say that. They are all going to say they are leading you to the truth. But it is up to the children of God to hear the voice of the Son of God. To hear his voice when he calls and to follow him. And another's voice you will not hear. That's what Jesus says in John chapter 10. Finally, it says, if certain worthless fellows arise and turn a whole city away from God, and you hear of it, and you investigate, and you find out it's true, then that city shall be destroyed in the midst of Israel. Well, that makes sense, doesn't it? Because already the, the Canaanite cities were to be destroyed utterly and given over to the Lord. And basically what Moses is saying here is, if you fall away from the Lord, or some city in Israel falls away from the Lord and starts following another God, they have essentially become like a Canaanite city whom the Lord is driving out from this land. Do not do this. This is very severe warnings. But it is no less severe then what you and I as children of the new covenant would be warned. For those who follow Jesus, there is no condemnation, but outside the, the church of our Lord Jesus Christ, there is no hope. And so we must remember that we must love the Lord our God with all our heart and all our mind and all our strength. We must not run after other gods. Everything else is a detail. If we do that, if we run after other gods, it doesn't matter what else we did or no matter what we, we are. And if we cling to the Lord our God, he will see us through. Now, Matthew chapter 13 beginning at verse 1. Chapter 13 of Matthew is what's often called the day of parables because up till this time, we haven't heard any parables or not much. And then all of a sudden, Jesus starts speaking publicly entirely in parables, one parable after the next, after the next, after the next. And we are given a little explanation here um, that the purpose of the parables uh, is on one hand to 
illustrate and elucidate and reveal the nature of the kingdom, but it also has the opposite effect. It is to obscure and hide the nature of the kingdom. The difference is whether you actually are hearing the parable as Jesus had taught it. And that's why he uses this expression, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. In other words, if your ears have been taught by the Holy Spirit to hear the word of God and to understand what Jesus is saying, then you can get beyond the simple story of a sower or somebody planting a seed or somebody kneading dough. You can get beyond that and you can realize what the sense of this is in the kingdom of God. If you're a disciple, these parables will feed you. If you are not a disciple, they will not. At most, they'll just be something, an interesting story to listen to. More likely, you'll just pass right by. You'll just pass over them. You'll never stop and think about how the kingdom of God is like a sower going out to sow or a woman kneading dough. You'll never think about that. You're not going to take enough time with it. So you will never receive the blessings and the benefits of what has been given to you. To him who has, Jesus says, will more be given. But to him who has not, even that which he has, or could have had, or which was laid right in front of him, will be taken away from him. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Ears taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by the word, to hear the voice of the Son of God. And by hearing, having life. Look at verse 16. Blessed are your eyes, you, you disciples. Blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. So you should never hear a passage like that. He who has ears to hear, let him hear, and wonder who Jesus is talking about. He's talking about you. He's talking about the disciple who are hearing these words of our Lord and understanding them as the words of our Savior. Those words come with it, the Holy Spirit, that will unpack that for you, if not right away, in time. The disciple will reflect on these words. They'll think about it. They'll, they'll seek instruction from others if they can't figure it out. But anybody who wants to know what these words mean, and that's the key thing with ears to hear, you want to know, and you want to know because of the Holy Spirit, the message in these words is not difficult. The word brings with it power. That's what we mean by a sacramental understanding of the word. It is not just words to persuade our minds. It is word that brings with it power, power in the Holy Spirit, power to grow, power to transform, power to bear fruit. It also has power to grow big, as in the parable of the mustard seed. It's very, very tiny. It's hardly noticeable, but it grows very, very large. And it spreads and conquers everything. It fills every aspect of your life, like the leaven that is mixed in the dough of bread. And it has power to make that bread grow. All right. So he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And blessed are you, for you have ears that hear.